Awesome. Hey, you guys did so great. Thanks. Like I know we were talking a little bit about just being scared, but you guys did awesome. What was the worst part about the podcast? Talking. Foundation students, leadership. This is episode nine of the podcast. I can't believe we've made it. Uh, that's what, nine weeks is two, a little over two months, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that's uh, that might be one of the most committed things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> um, hey, I've got some special guests with us today from the Foundation's Windsor Student Ministries team. I have Dawn with me and I have Kim Hi guys. Hello. Yeah. And so just, you, you guys don't know this, but this is uh, their first time and a uh, little terrified. A little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you sound a little great. nervous. Yeah. And that's totally okay. You know, the idea of the entire world listening to your voices can be a little intimidating. Very. Um, but, you know, it's okay. You'll, I f- when you listen to this, I think you'll, you'll appreciate it and have a better time with it. Um, one of the ways we always like to open up the podcast, especially when we have new hosts, is we like to ask some fun questions just to get to know you a little bit. And so, um, you know, this first question maybe I want to ask to Don. Um, at some point, you got connected to the student ministries. How is it that you got connected to student ministries here at Foundations Windsor? I left a career with the criminal justice system, and yeah. I wanted to touch the lives of the individuals I were work- I was working with earlier on uh-huh. in, in their life. And so I pursued Dan and Austin and shared my story and what my vision was and yeah. how I wanted to get connected. And then from there, it kind of evolved. Yeah. So now criminal justice, what, what were you doing kind of in that arena? Um, most recently, I was a supervisor, but I started as a case manager working in a halfway house. So a okay. correctional facility for individuals that had been sentenced to community corrections and were, were out yeah. in the community rehabilitating themselves through substance abuse treatment, mental health treatment, working, just trying to get their life back on track. Yeah. And is that the kind of thing that requires, uh, is it an undergraduate degree or a graduate degree? Like, how do you get... That was a undergraduate, so I had my okay. bachelor's in criminal justice. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely higher level positions that do typically want more education, and then an internship. An yeah. internship was so important because it really helped me decide what part of the system I wanted to be a part of and what part of the system I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit intimidated now because I feel like you've uh, you've been in some pretty intense environments. Right. And so, yeah. wow, uh, Kim. How did you get connected to student ministries? Uh, well, I was sitting in church service one morning, and it was when um, they were having the volunteers all out in the in the hallway there, tables to sign up. And I knew I wanted to volunteer somewhere. I just yeah. didn't know where. And that's when Austin kind of grabbed me in and said, hey, we'd love to have you. And I thought about it for a couple of days. You know, I'm more willing to turn things down than to try new things. And, yeah. and just then I got a call from him, from Austin, and he said, hey, we'd love to have you. And so I just kind of felt this pull. Nice. So as a mom of three, I was just kind of, you know, I was nervous, but I was, it was kind of a sign for me to try something new. And with a middle schooler in hand, I figured, hey, why not? Yeah. Well, way to take a courageous step. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's not always necessarily so obvious and yet you kind of sense a pull the attraction and you're like okay let me let me do it now you're a mama three yeah you said you have a middle schooler how old are um so my oldest is 11 almost 12 okay my middle she just turned 10 and then i have a seven year old 
Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. you've got quite a yes. diversity. Yes, I do. Two girls and a boy. So lots of diversity. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, next fun question. And this one isn't as, you know, tell me your life story serious. <laughs> um, if you have two hours of discretionary time, money's no object. How do you spend it? It's a tough one. Yeah. As, I, a, as a mom of three, that yeah, probably hardly I mean, happens. I'm more of the kind of wind down from the excitement of the okay. world. So I, I turn to animals typically in that. I have three dogs. And, yeah. You know, I, I like to spend time with them. They're the unconditional love that they give. You know, it helps me kind of replenish mine and and move on. So, nice. Yeah. Dog or cat person? Dog. Dog. Dog cats person. ever? Yeah, I've had cats. My husband's allergic, so can't have them now. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm an all-animal person. All like, animals. Yeah, I mean, anything. So, yeah. I just, yeah, from the, yeah, all realms of animals. All right. <laughs> all right. So, two hours of discretionary time. Don, what do you do? I'm similar to Kim. I really would just probably stay at home on my couch in my sweats, watch a Hallmark movie, and we have four fur kids. Okay. Um, so it would be a couch surrounded by dogs, coffee, and a Hallmark movie. And for the uninitiated, fur kids means pets, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was also yeah. kind of nervous about that a little bit. Like, no, my kids are just really hairy. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> for those of us who only have fur kids, we will sometimes jokingly refer to human kids as skin kids and that will creep some people out as well skin kids and fur kids i would definitely not do that in public (laughs) or on a podcast Um, you might get some weird looks yeah yeah. well it kind of sounds like we got a little bit some introverted tendencies because i'm that's totally me if i get two hours i'm finding a dark corner somewhere uh i might let my wife join me but it's just hey how can i go decompress and unwind and maybe there's a movie involved or video yeah. game or, or I just sit there and ponder life. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, introverts unite. Right. So, <laughs> hey guys, coming up next, we'll head into our leader insight. Uh, and essentially what we're talking about there is the most important pursuit you can chase after in student ministry. Stay tuned. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. So, Ish, what is the most important pursuit we can take as youth leaders? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, anytime we talk about being a leader in youth ministries here at Foundations, we've always talked about kind of five buckets to focus on. And so one big bucket that we like to make a big deal out of is parents. Um, and, And in that bucket, there's three values that we prioritize when it comes to parents in our student ministries. And so today I want to talk about a thing called cue the parent. And so to answer your question, the most important pursuit as youth leaders that we can have uh, is is pursuing a connection, a relationship with the parent. Um, And and really it it boils down to one simple reason. Um, You know, Kim, when you add up the hours that, we could spend with the most committed youth kid in our ministries. Let's say they're here two hours a week, every week, and then they come to like that bonus small group that meets halfway throughout the year. Um, We'll spend a total of like 120, maybe 130 hours with that kid, which is great. 
Like the Lord can do so much in 130 hours spent spent with one kid. And yet even all that time with the most committed kid pales in comparison to the amount of time a kid gets with whoever the domestic overlord is in their life, whether it's a parent, a guardian, a foster parent. Um, that number actually totals close to 3,000 hours in a year. And, and so because a kid is exposed to their parent, their guardian, their foster parent, for that much time, you could probably see how no matter how faithful we are with our 120, 130 hours, like it's so easy to, to overshadow that when the parent gets 3,000 hours. And not saying that parents wouldn't support us. I think every parent wants what's best for their kid, every last one of them. However hard it is to be a parent, they are taking their best steps. And yet there's an opportunity for us as youth leaders to, to pursue, to cultivate that relationship with the parent. You know, one thing I've always said over the years is that a kid uh, will either want to be just like their parent or they'll want nothing to do with their parent. In either instance, that parent was the most influential person in their lives. Yes. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And as a parent, I, I think that we all just try to do the best we know how. Yeah. You know, but um, Ish, um, how can we take more steps towards this? Yeah, absolutely. And gosh, Kim, I so appreciate you speaking into that from the parental role because um, it's true. Like every parent wants, like even the parent who's just really struggling and not hitting the marks, like that's their best and they really love their kids and they're trying super hard. Um, and so sometimes what you need is um, a voice that can complement the parent. Uh, which that's the role that we get to play as youth leaders. We get to be an associate, a complementary voice in the life of a kid. Um, and so uh, some simple ways to pursue a relationship with a parent is uh, during parent pickup time. Um, anytime your youth gathering is over, like that's guaranteed time that the parents have to come pick them up. And so just an opportunity there to say, hey, I'm Don. I'm Kim. I was working with Susie tonight. Nice to meet you. And just literally introducing yourself, uh, putting a name to a face is a really simple way to do it. Or something that's really worked for me is uh, in the lobby during weekend services. Those kids like will remember me from our Wednesday night gathering or from an overtime event. And yet in the lobby, like their parents are trailing right behind there somewhere. And so just taking the initiative to say, oh, hey, is this your folks? And just making that connection. And you'd be surprised how many walls are torn down uh, when a name is just communicated? There's so much power in sharing your name and learning a name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just some simple ideas there to begin kind of that connection, that, to pursue that relationship. So, okay. um, yeah, appreciate you guys engaging with me on this. Hey, guys, coming up right after this, we're going to talk about what's coming up on Wednesday night, as well as some events in March uh, at both campuses. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us as we wrap up this week's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Ish, tell me a little bit about what's happening in high school ministry with Foundations. Yeah, so we just wrapped up a big series on uh, romantic relationships with our high school students 
And so this week we'll do a little bit of a standalone, just kind of a one-shot series. Um, and typically anytime we do that, we like to tackle some tough topics, anything from, you know, like vaping or social media. Uh, or for this particular week, we're going to tackle the topic of divorce. Um, you know, there's just a lot of students among us who are touched by divorce in their lives, uh, all the way up to like divorce has touched my life. Um, the marriage I'm in right now is my second marriage. And so it'll be real interesting just to have this opportunity to speak from such a personal standpoint to the kids and create an opportunity to just discuss and, and interact over uh, this really painful thing uh, that touches a lot of us in, in various ways. And so the whole point of our Bible study on Wednesday night will be in Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 8. And in there, Paul, he kind of lays out his resume He's, you know, talks about when he was circumcised, the roles and jobs that he's had, the race that he's connected to, all things that are brag worthy. Mm -hmm. And he closes it out by saying, but compared to Christ, they mean nothing. Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm going to take that idea and say, hey, regardless of what's on your resume, stuff that you brag about or stuff you're really ashamed about in comparison to Christ, it means nothing. Like because of who Jesus is. You're free to step into your tomorrow. You're free to step into what's next. And so we really want to just kind of create that opportunity to confront the tough topic of divorce and yet be able to speak into the idea that it doesn't uh, define us. It does not identify us. So, um, yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. Hey, I see another big overtime event coming up. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so with overtime coming up, We've got two more for the school year. The next one will be on March 15th, and that is a serve and dodge event. So we're going to provide child care at both campuses for our real-life parenting event. And then after we provide child care, we'll stick around and do an epic dodgeball tournament at both campuses. And what's cool about this dodgeball tournament is that each campus will have uh, a champion and then we will make them face each other for the first ever multi-site dodgeball championship. So I'm really, really excited to see how that, that is, pans out. That's exciting. So that'll be on March 15th. And then just a heads up on April 5th, the overtime event on that day, we'll all meet over in Loveland. And we're going to do an event called Stations of the Cross. And that's a interactive night of worship event where we all together will journey through Jesus's walk to the cross. And it's a way to kick off Holy Week because uh, on Sunday, April 12th is, is Easter. And so spend some time on the 5th just considering that and, and posturing ourselves uh, for the week leading up to Easter. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for, for our teens. So that's overtime for the next couple of sessions. Great. It looks like one night is at Windsor, which is so exciting. Tell yeah. me more about that ish. Yeah, I'm so excited about one night. And so one night will happen the Wednesday right after our dodgeball event. As a matter of fact, we will do our dodgeball championship game at one night. Uh, but essentially on Wednesday, March 18th, we're calling every 6th through 12th grader uh, at Foundations Church, whether you're at Loveland or Windsor, and we're going to come take over the Windsor campus for an interactive night of worship event, just to be together in the same space. You know, the thing about the spring semester is that uh, around March time, spring break comes around, and we're just exhausted 
from all that's in school. And so we're going to take a night to be together, have a ton of energy, crown our dodgeball champions, and just be together as a student community here at Foundations Church. So that'll be Wednesday, March 18th. Um, and it'll meet from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. So you should definitely be there at that. Great. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening in with us today. And uh, we invite you back next week.